Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 30. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to say how much fun I've been having over on Clubhouse in the Medical Medium Wellness Club. Heather Richardson and I have been hosting a room every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time and having a lot of fun connecting with all of you. We've been hearing about your health journeys and answering your questions. So if you haven't joined us over there yet, please feel free to pop in. Or if you need an invite to Clubhouse, go to the link in the bio of my Instagram at carefullyhealing.com with Kirsten, which is K-E-R-S-T-I-N, or DM me on Instagram. Clubhouse for Android is coming soon, so hopefully that will open it up to a lot more of you, and we look forward to seeing you then. On to this week's episode, I'm really happy to have Meltem Evmez as my guest. She experienced a myriad of health issues growing up, including chronic strep throat and constipation, as well as increasing food sensitivities, depression, and bulimia, which really started to slow her down once she got into her mid to late 20s. And then it culminated with a major jaw surgery that took her out of work and of life for months. And then after a trip to Bali in 2018, she realized how eating fresh fruits and vegetables started alleviating some of her health issues quite quickly. And we will talk about how she progressed from there. So with no further ado, let's go right to the episode. Meltem, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and feel so truly honored. Well, I'm so honored that you're here as well. The reason that I wanted to have you on the show, as you know, but I wanted to let everybody know, a couple of weeks ago, you had put a post on Instagram and your Instagram handle for anyone who wants to go look is rise with Meltem, which is R-I-S-E with W-I-T-H and Meltem, M-E-L-T-E-M. And you had posted about how you got a message from one of your followers on Instagram that they believed that a lot of the healing that you've done using medical medium information was essentially placebo effect. And that this whole medical medium thing was essentially a money trap. 
And your message was so profound to me because it, it exemplified so much of what I hear from a lot of other people in this community about how they had a lot of health issues and conventional medicine was not helping them. And I frankly just got pissed off when I read that, that somebody said that to you because I know how this goes. And a lot of us do. And so that's when I thought, yes, well, we're going to put your whole story out there because it's hard to put a whole health journey out on Instagram, right? It's hard to do that in six paragraphs. And so in case whoever this person was wants to know what your whole story is and just how it came about and how much conventional medicine intervention you had sought and what it did for you, we're going to put it all out here. So I really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Um, I was so like overwhelmed as well. Like, I've, like I've, when I was putting out that message on Instagram, I was so speaking first out of emotion and because I really felt it, it hit me deep and I'm like, okay, this is, I'm not going to keep taking this anymore because I've been hearing it for some, from so many people. And I just wanted to state an example, like not just for him, but for anybody who's out there, because um, especially like in Instagram, where I share a lot about my everyday life as well. And I felt so inspired to put out there what medical medium is doing, how, yes, what it has done for me. And it just makes me happy to share it. And when somebody has a problem with it, like you can even unfollow me, I thought, or, you know, or say like, oh, maybe be interested in like, okay, how things were going for me. So after I put out the post, I felt first, my thought was, oh my gosh, maybe that was too much, too emotional, or did I show too much of myself? Like, you know, because I was not really used to that. But then after, yes, like the whole feedback was coming from the community. I was so blown away from the messages and the love I was receiving. And so many people actually were texting me, DM me and what they've been going through. And yeah, it was just a really, really intense time. Like the days I was going, like that was happening. And um, I was so happy from the bottom of my head that I had the courage to do that, to stand up for myself. And yeah. So thank you so much for yeah reading it. And yeah, just now I'm here with you and talk about it. Like what I've been going through actually. And it's, it will be inspiration for others too. And I'm so glad you are here. <laughs> so why don't you take us back and tell us where your health journey started? Okay. Oh gosh. That was like way back actually. <laughs> I think like many people can relate since childhood. Of course I didn't, I just got aware of it. The more I got reading about medical medium, his books and got more information, then I'll start to connect the dots. I think, with, yeah, so many people have that. Mm-hmm. And I was, and one thing I remember is um, my mom just told me that recently that I was, was always hungry as a kid. She could never like when I was a baby and she could never really keep me full. And I was constantly hungry and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Because I remember as a kid, I was always hungry. I remember I always felt like I needed to eat. And, um, and with that was coming also a lot of like ear infections, stomach pain, and also chemical sensitivity, like smells. Like I was so like sensitive to smell like cigarettes and 
back then, actually, you still were allowed to like smoke everywhere, like in buildings, in cars. And my dad was a big smoker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, that was actually I can remember that was already starting that. And then later on, uh, like in teen life, I still had this um, like unsatiable hunger. Like I was constantly hunger, hungry. But then like around 18, 19, I got a lot, of course, like young woman and body awareness. And yeah, so I actually um, had bulimia then. I kind of developed that because I felt like I want to get in control a little bit with it. But that was like a way for me to kind of like fit in. I think there, there were a lot of things that kind of led that as well because like I'm coming like from a not so stable household a lot of stress at home so my adrenals were constantly now just understand always fired up and that was kind of like a way to balance it out as well like to kind of um keep myself calm I will say as well mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but it was never like the bulimia was never that um I will say so severe so I was not anorexic bulimia so I was just like, there was like some phases where I felt like I can't, I can't control right now what I, what I want to eat. And then I was just eat. And then, but I was good then maybe for a couple of weeks till it came again. So it was more like that fluctuating. Mm-hmm. And, but then later on, like, I remember actually, it was like maybe around 21 or so I had all my mercury fillings taken out. I had like six or seven mercury fillings. Did you and have them all done at once? Yes. Like, actually, oh, he couldn't wow. do it all at once. But I, I remember it was working, like, I think, like, maybe uh, a month, within a month. So we had, like, three, four sessions to get everything out. Yeah. Wow. So That's now, a lot at once. Yeah. So I think that was actually, after that, it really started triggering me, like, with all kinds of other conditions I was getting down. Then it started with intense neck, shoulder pains, headaches. Mm. I was, uh, had acne, constipation, and low blood pressures, strep throat. So all kind of many, many different um, conditions was coming up. Yep. And, and medical mediums told us having all of our mercury fillings out either really close together or all at once can be really dangerous because yeah. even if you're using a dentist who takes a lot of care to capture the mercury that's in those fillings, it vaporizes when they're drilling it and taking it out. And so that's one of the things that can feed our viruses and our bacteria. And really there's a lot of people for whom that causes a lot of issues. So, wow. Yeah. And back then there was no precautions. So they didn't like, yeah, we didn't know back then, like how poisonous mercury is and also the dentist not, oh my gosh, I don't even know what's going on with him now because he's been probably doing that so many times. I know, I'm right? Protected. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um so looking back now, that's kind of like where it really started started my symptoms are getting worse. Okay. So I was like in my middle of my 20s and then went to college. And of course, I mean I, I still was kind of sick. Like I had my six sick phases or sick days, but then my immune system got was pretty good. And um, so I got back on my feet kind of fast every time I were sick. And after a couple of days, I got good again. So I was never really like questioning much. And even my parents were like, okay, you're sick again, whatever, you know. And then also it started when I was getting scoliosis around that time too. And yeah, 
it was like like all kind of different weird stuff happening to my body. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how did things progress after that? Yeah, after that, I noticed like it got more intense. Like I got like not just only sick for a couple of days, like got, uh, I needed more time for healing and the pain level got it, got more intense. Like what kind of pain were you dealing with at that point? Was that the scoliosis? Yeah, I had a lot of body pain. I could not really tell. Like I was not really having it on a specific area. My whole body just felt like being in pain. And it was like a pain that it was not so intense that, you know, I start like, oh, I can't hold it or bear with it. But I had a constantly tightness in my muscles. Like, you know, when you're like something like, oh, something's about to happen and you kind of like tighten up yourself, your body, like a fight or flight, like, oh, okay, some danger is coming. And I was having that constantly. I was constantly tying up my neck, my shoulders, my jaw. I was then I was starting to get migraines. I can remember that. And that was really intense with migraines. Mm -hmm. How often were you having those? I will say twice a month. Okay. But then for a couple of days, always. And I remember actually it was right around 28. I think it was that I was starting to have it for almost two weeks constantly. And I was so out. I, I, I didn't know anymore what I should do. I was just like crippling in pain on the floor. And yeah, so, and most of the time, painkillers were not really working. And I didn't want to constantly, yeah, after that, I'll start to also get a little bit more cautious how much painkillers I'm, um, I want to take. Mm-hmm. And were you and, working at that point? Yes, I was working. And I was actually working also like, I could work from home a little bit, take the computer. Yeah, it was some bad. I kind of like pushed myself a lot too. So my friends used to call me active male, active male, because I always had so much energy. Like when I was not sick, oh my gosh, I could like do like from morning till night. I was not never getting tired. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like also um, when I was not feeling well, I pushed through many, many times. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't really take many sick days off, even though I was sick, only like really when there was no other way, like, okay, I cannot go to work right now. I have to stay. And um, yeah, so it was like, I, I just didn't understand, you know, I just didn't understand what was going on with me. And I went to doctors and they were like, okay, you got a cold. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. With the pain. So the thing is, I also never really with the body pain, I could never really tell doctors what was going on. And after a while, I kind of got used to it that I didn't, didn't kind of notice it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of crazy. But I Well, it's of, hard when you're trying to go to the doctor yeah. and you can't explain to them, you know, I've had enough little, you know, bumps and yeah. bruises and issues here and there. And I've had a couple of problems with my shoulder and they say, well, where's the pain? And I point at my shoulder and I'd say, it's on the inside. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, there's a lot on the inside there. And I'm like, I don't know. It just hurts. I don't know what to tell you. I can't point at it. So yeah. I understand where you're like, what am I going to tell them? <laughs> totally. Non-specific. It just hurts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then I remember actually like one point, like I was to- always like either way constipated or I had diarrhea, constipated diarrhea. <sighs> And I went to the doctor and I remember this doctor lady 
And she was a really nice doctor. And I, I could tell she's compassionate, but she really didn't believe me at a point anymore. And she said, like, Malcolm, I think you just need to start letting go. You just start, need to start letting go. And I think you're hold on on past things too much emotionally. If you could just allow yourself to let it go. And I was looking at her and I was like, are you, are you freaking kidding me right now? You just didn't say that, that it's all in my head. And I have like some psychologically issues. But the thing was, I was getting more and more feedback also from the environment that something has to do psychologically with me because mm-hmm. like nobody can be that sick all the time or had problems like that. And, and the bad thing is I start to believe that. Right. And, and it gets easy at some point when enough people say it to you. Yeah. And I, I understand. Like, well, really? Totally. Maybe I'm just making all of this up. And, and then after actually there was like, not like a year later or so I broke up with love, my first love kind of. And after that, I got really depressed. And that was um, the depression then that came. Okay. Was like after that hardship, I couldn't, I couldn't kind of get back on my feet anymore. And I just didn't understand like, oh, wow, my body is not listening to me anymore. Why can I not get out of this low, low, low? And that's when I was like going, you know, yeah, did therapy as well. But it was also like, it was really hard for me because I really didn't understand who I am anymore. I I didn't know this person who was kind of like weak and always like so feeling like crying all the time and so emotionally unbalanced. But I kind of like really thought that I was going therapy for a while, like two and a half years. And I really thought it's all in my head. And yes. And, and did the therapist think it was all in your head too? Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I've been, there was, of course, some things that in my past, like that was, I was going through traumas, but everybody's going through traumas and I've been handling it all fine. You know, mm-hmm. I know what was going, what I've been going through and it helped me a lot to, to understand my past. So it was fine. But then I knew like this other, other pain that I've been having or dealing, it was real. And that was, um, yeah. And I think that's such an important point to make that, and medical medium talks about this a lot. You know, we all live complex emotional lives and there is a lot that emotions can contribute to everything. I mean, at a minimum, they can create a lot of adrenaline in our bodies, mm-hmm. right? Which is the most toxic thing in our bodies. But at the same time, there are physical things that are going on and yeah. it's been so easy for the medical system to just start lumping them all into it's all in your head. And it's, it's almost disgusting at this point. Yeah. And I'm so sorry you went through that. Yeah. I think so many, like now, just now just realize how many people are dealing with it and it's really breaking my heart. And every time when I see another live from medical medium, when he said like, Oh, science, science, where's science? And and I feel it like what he means. And it's like, yes, where is science? Where is the medical intu- institution to help us out with mm-hmm. these things so we can live a joyable life? Like, I mean, we all deserve it. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And so many yeah. people throw those lines around right now. Where's the science behind it? And yeah. let's be clear. 
So I have a degree, I have an undergrad degree in math and an undergrad degree in physics, one in math, one in science. The one thing we know for sure is math. Science is theories, yeah. right? Science <laughs> is theories. Math is fact. Two plus two is four. Yeah. Science is theories. So like, stop throwing the, the where's the science at me? Show me the math. Mm-hmm. Show me the math on how my, how I got better. That's what yeah. I want to see. Totally. <laughs> so I, I think it's wonderful that we're having this conversation because it does bring these things to light. So you were sitting there struggling. You'd been in therapy for two and a half years. And then I've been um, st- starting to, of course, doctor shopping again. And then I'm actually my dentist. He was referring me going uh, to a jaw specialist because like all this, you know, I'm kind of like biting as well. My teeth, I'm grinding my teeth at night and everything. And I had some like I had some jaw displacement that was Mm -hmm. that was there. It was present, but I've never really felt like, okay, this is something I need to take care of. So after I went to this jaw specialist, he was like, see, like, oh, yeah, all this pain, of course, your jaw is just not it's not fitting right. And yeah, of course, I could see it as well was not fitting right. And then they got really like, yeah, kind of like pushing me into to get my teeth fixed and it will take all these problems that was kind of like probably even gave me the scoliosis and all that neck pain. And, and now I'm still like in my early 30s. No, it was like 29, 30, 30 around that time. It was kind of like with the therapy, what I was doing. And it was like, we need to, you need to take care of it now because later on it gets worse and you're still young enough to that you can handle it. And then I went to the second one, of course, and they all gave me the same opinion. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that because I, I believed in it and in the science and what they right. were saying as well. What did that surgery involve that they were recommending? Oh, so my upper jaw was not really fitting. I had kind of like an opening in, in the front, my front teeth, like they okay. were not touching. Mm-hmm. And so basically my back teeth were touching, but not my front teeth. Okay. So your back teeth all fit together when you bit, yeah. but your front teeth yeah. didn't. My front teeth didn't exactly. And so they kind of say like, we're not sure right now how we're going to do it, but we're probably just going to replace your underjaw. Like we're going to do a cut under your underjaw and replace it. And that's to make it fit. fit. And I'm like, okay, all right. That sounds really dangerous. You know, I'm like, okay. My family thought like, I'm crazy if I want to do that. They were not agreeing, but I was like, I'm, I'm, yeah, well, um, I've got to try something. Exactly. And I really wanted to do that. And then um, I went to the surgery. Um, it was January, I remember. And actually 10 years ago, 10 years ago, 2011, it was January. And um, really scared, of course. And then I'm waking up. And I thought I'm going to die. I was throwing up so much blood. The nurses were coming in, trying to get all this blood out of my throat. And I was so shocked because I know something is totally off. And I was not alone in the room. And there was another girl laying next to me. And she had, I remember, visitors. And they were looking at me shocked. And I was like, okay, what is going on here? What is going on? And they kind of took like, I was eight hours in a surgery <gasps> and they were afraid that I'm going to, uh, well, I lost so much blood that it, it was close to a 
their blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. They couldn't stop the bleeding. And they had to also work very slowly because like I had so fragile um, bones that they were afraid that my whole jaw is going to break <gasps> and they're not going to be able to do anything with it then. And yeah. And it was, Oh my God. It was, I was looking like I had some truck was really literally drove over my face. I was so swollen. I, Blood was all over my eyes, down to my uh, like plumage uh, and breast, mm-hmm. and I couldn't close my mouth. And they, what they did, they totally take off like my upper jaw. Mm-hmm. They broke the upper jaw, placed it new, and fixed it with four titanium plates. But they also made my upper jaw bigger. It's like a yeah, expanded it, expanded it, yeah, and then and then my lower jaw as well. They broke it and made it longer and to edit at the end fit everything. And it was, uh, yeah. And that sounds a little more involved than what you were thinking it was going to be. Yes. Yes. They never, not even one time they've been telling me they're going to do my, all of my jaw. They just say like only the lower jaw, but of course we can only tell you once we open it, open it up and see how we fix it and everything. But that's what was in my head. Okay. It was just the surgery goes maybe two hours at maximum. That's, that's what they told me. And so it was totally something different than what I, what I imagined. And I was really, was really shocked. My face was burning. I remember they gave me so much, many painkillers and sleeping pills, but I was still not sleeping for four nights. Oh my God. Four or five nights. I was just up and and I couldn't, I felt like I'm burning alive because it was a lot of burning. I don't know. It was just my whole, I had to cool it down because like, I, was, I think I was too swollen. My whole face were, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure all those nerves were so upset. Yeah. Yes. So how long did it take you to recover from that? That was actually, so it took me almost six months to recover from that. I remember I was off work for three and a half, four months almost. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get back to work, but it was half day kind of. I couldn't really work full time and they didn't give me much to do yet uh, at that time. Mm-hmm. The bad thing was after six months, I had to do another surgery to get the titanium plates on. It was like the metal out of my face. So <laughs> that was like- Oh my God, so there was more. Yeah, there was then more after the, after that. I was done. I was done. Yeah. And so how did it all feel? I mean, after, you know, after all of that, did it feel better? Did it help anything? Yeah. I think like aesthetic wise, it helped, but I also feel like having less, less pressure in my jaw. Yeah. But like the neck pain and shoulder pain and the migraines, they were still there. Like after that. Yeah. Okay. So it, it solved a couple of small things. Yeah. This major, major, like year changing surgery. Yeah. Fixed a couple of the small things, but didn't do anything on the big things. No, no, actually after that, it, it, then it got worse before that I was good at now I got really sick and I couldn't get back on my feet anymore. Now, after also listening to medical mediums, 
blood draw podcast that was like clicking, like all that blood I was losing. I mean, they didn't take it from me. I, I was losing it, of course. But- right. And and for anybody who doesn't know, Medical Medium's new podcast, he just did episode 18 on blood draws. And he talks about how when you lose a lot of blood, a lot of your immune system goes with it. I agree with you. That was some shocking new information he yeah. gave. And you were saying you almost needed a blood transfusion during that, yeah. that surgery. So of course, I mean, at a time when your body really needed more of its immune system, because you lost so much blood, it wasn't available. Yeah. And I don't know. One part of me thought like, oh, I wish I would have got that blood transfusion. I knew it was something so bad to lose so much blood. And Mm -hmm. I was so weakened. And I always thought like, okay, this is something like, you know, my sickness. I'm sick for a while. And then my energy will come back. But I've never came back like many, many years. And that kind of like really, I I really thought that's something I've I have to deal with now because like I'm, now I've been just getting sick from the smaller things. So before that, I was really active. I was like, whenever I wasn't sick, I was running, I was going to the gym. They kind of like daily thing. It was, um, I love to be active. And then mm-hmm. I, after I like, I think like after eight months, I started to kind of like do a little bit of workout because I also lost a lot of uh, muscles, of course. I bet. And then I got sick. I just did a one, one workout and then I was like sick in bed. My tonsils were all messed up and I was having fever. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? My body was not recovering anymore. And I remember I've been going to the doctor one, that one year. I think they prescribed me like eight time antibiotics. Wow. And I kept because I kept getting sick. And then I'm asking the doctor, what is going on? Why I'm always sick? Oh, well, you've got an infection. You got this and that. And I'm like, what did you do? I'm like, no, I just worked out. And now every time I work out, I'm getting sick. And he's, that, that was another doctor. And he, he looked at me and said, like, nobody's getting sick by working out. Like, I'm like, okay, all right. Can we give him a little schooling on how adrenaline from working out? <laughs> works. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, my goodness. Wow. And actually that's when I kind of stopped working out because I was like, okay, either always getting sick and take this antibiotics. And I know this is a, it's not going to be good for me to take Mm -hmm. so much. I got to stop. That was really heartbreaking for me, like really to give up my working out. And it took me, I think like almost three to four years to get back on kind of do working out, but not daily. I could do like three to four times in a week. I couldn't do more than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also during that time, everything got more worse. I got started to have like really intense SIBO, a lot of food sensitivity. I was constipated so long that only like colonics were kind of helping me out. I was having gas, bloated. Every time I've been like coming home, after work, I've been eating dinner and I crashed right there. I couldn't even get ready to go to bed. I couldn't finish. I was just all of a sudden, I got tired, <laughs> lay down on the couch, passed out for two to three hours, wake up maybe around nine or 10 o'clock. And then, okay, um, changed and then went to bed. And that was going on for like for the first years. 
it was going on like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so were you seeing doctors at this point? What were the doctors saying? They didn't really take me serious. Mm. I really felt like they didn't really understand me. Even when I told them I wasn't like that, I was different before that. It was like, oh, yeah, um, well, you're just going through some infection or you just got a cold and you just take the medicine. And it was just like more like that. And then I stopped actually going to the like I was starting to go more to naturopath and to just get more like homeopathy and something like that to really get a different kind of help. Right. Try to explore some other avenues for answers because you weren't getting any. Yes. And it was good. Like, you know, I felt like they were kind of like they were willing and they kind of understood me better. So there was some compassion there as well, but they didn't fix me as well. It wasn't really fixing me. And then I had to, I had to pay out of my pocket. Because of the way your healthcare system works in your country. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, but then of course I was still thinking maybe it's all in my head. Maybe it's just, I'm still depressed and Maybe I just need to do more inner work, more inner work. Maybe it's my bad karma. And then I was also meditating and, you know, going to kind of like that kind of route. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's all because of the bad thing that I did in my past life. And now I have to suffer and endure this and all these kind of things that I've been, <laughs> yeah. Right. Some so, of those toxic spiritual paths <laughs> that that are so prevalent out there these days. I understand. Yes. yes. So I've been doing all that. I've been still going through like therapy, jaw therapy as well. I had to go to physical therapies as well. And then I remember like one doctor were actually um, thinking about doing like a, do like a test, endocrine, endocrine test. An endocrine test. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Endocrine test. And, um, and I did that. It was in 2016, maybe uh, October or so. And then, um, because I remember because it took forever for me to get back the test results. And just like a week before I was flying to Bali, I got the Hashimoto label, thyroiditis. I called my doctor and he called me in and gave me like a prescription for medicine, for medication. And what I did, um, I, I got it, but I never took it. And then I went to Bali. Which for anybody who knows me, I love Bali. And I think that's a perfect response. I don't want to take medication. I'm going to Bali. Yeah. Awesome. And back uh, during that time, it was just like starting with yoga. And I got really passionate with yoga, Ashtanga yoga. And um, Bali is a perfect place to go do a lot of that. Exactly. So I was in Ubud. All the fun stuff, like the green juices and the yummy raw foods. And I was in heaven. The sun was shining. I was feeling my best. And then I started to feel so much better. And my weight was coming off, and which I kind of like gained the last years. And, and I'm like, okay, what is going on here? I'm just eating a lot of these fresh, raw fruits and veggie, But also I was drawn to like greens, a lot of like leafy greens and For anybody who hasn't been to Bali and Ubud is sort of the spiritual center of Bali. And it is one of those places where there is tons and tons of fresh fruit. There are lots of organic juice stores. There's lots of raw vegan restaurants. 
from the perspective of when I went, I had already been following medical medium for a while. It was food heaven for me. Everything is so fresh. And the, the dragon fruit are everywhere where the dragon fruit are so hard and expensive to get here in the US. They are like 50 cents and they have massive stands of them mm. in the store and they're just heaven. So heaven. just for anybody who hasn't been there, it's, I just want to make sure that we set that scene because it is such a wonderful food paradise that you were clearly enjoying. Yeah, it was like just what you said. And it was, um, and I noticed all these changes and I was coming back. I was there for four weeks. Okay. And I felt totally changed. Like I was glowing. I was having this energy and everything. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to take medication. I'm going to start focusing on the food. And so I did, and I still haven't found medical medium at that time. It still took me like two years actually, but I was like on that path of eating a lot more fruits and raw food and veggies. And it was helping me a lot, but it wasn't really like got me to the point where I am right now. So how did you find medical medium? So two years later, I stumbled over Instagram actually. Thank God for social media, right? Yeah. So so I I don't don't know, somebody I was following, we're drinking all these weird juice, celery juice, and she was documenting it on her stories as well. And I was like, what is this? What is she talking about? Autoimmune disease and da, 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 da. And, you know, because I got totally kind of like, um, yeah, I, I felt like, okay, that's what it is. And I kind of accepted it. And she's the talking about label. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's talking about healing, healing. And I'm like, okay. And then I got to medical mediums page and um, his book, like the first book that, which is on now as well, the revised one, right. The to- secrets behind chronic and mystery yes. illness and how to finally heal. And yes, as we're taping this in April of 2021, he just put out the newly revised edition in March. Yeah. And I was reading it and I was like, oh my gosh. There are all the answers I was like finding myself in with um, all what was going on. And I, was I find so- it amazing because so many people say it and you just said it too. So many people read that first book and they say, I saw myself in that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, first, first time I really felt like, oh my gosh, there's somebody understanding me. He writes about my life and everything made sense at that point. And, but I was still kind of like, um, not ready to, I was not just going to the store and bought celery and everything, because there was also some changes going on, uh, in my, in, in my life. I was about to move to the States to my boyfriend and wanted to live together. And I was like getting ready. So I've been reading this book and I'm like, okay, once I'm settled down, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with everything. But it took actually until April 2019 to really start start juicing regularly. Like I was having celery juice here and there, but that's when I was getting a juicer, my own juicer, and start to do it every day. And oh my gosh, what it has been. It has been the joy of my life. Like seriously, like I, I, I still... I'm still kind of amazed about thinking about like talking to you right now about what, what all the things that I've been going through and where I'm at right now. I still can't believe it. It feel like a daydream. <laughs> I understand. 
being able to be on a health journey like this and following a path like this and seeing so many results, I, I completely understand. I never would have thought this was possible until I did it myself too. Yeah, totally. It's so mind blowing. And I was starting slow, you know, I was just like really taking one step at a time, start with juicing, then no food. And, but this like, it's just not only like a path, like healing path for my body. I just really feel like it's also for the soul. And I think like many, many can relate to that. And something is happening, like a shift, like emotionally deep in your heart and your soul. You just, yeah, feel like a transformation is happening. Absolutely. um, I think when we get all the noise of all the toxic stuff out, it lets what was really supposed to always be out there. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Makes totally sense. Yeah. And, but it took, of course, you know, like the first year I was seeing like some improvements and then I was a little stagnant and then um, I had to go one step further. Like every time I felt like, okay, I'm hitting a wall now it's not really kind of moving forward anymore. So I've been just checking what else I can do. So lowering fat and, you know, all the little other steps. And what were some of the steps that you took? So lowering fats. Yes, lowering fats. And one huge thing was getting rid of brains, not eating grains anymore. Like not even old, yeah, not even oatmeal and millet. Or so eliminating the non-gluten grains even. Yes, non-gluten okay. grains. When I was just focusing on vegetables, fruits, and potatoes, and that was like a big shift. Mm-hmm. And also like when I started consume no salt for a longer time, longer period of time, not just during okay. the cleanses. Yeah. And to put a finer point on this, I mean, the issue with the gluten-free grains, it's not that they are feeding pathogens. They're not fe- feeding viruses. They're not feeding bacteria, but what they do do is they take up space from foods that can actually kill all of those things. So there's sort of a neutral food in the middle But what you're saying is you increased all the foods that are actually what your body needs that have all the vitamins and the nutrients and the antioxidants and the phytochemicals and all of the things that will battle down the pathogens. Yes, exactly. And increasing, of course, and more supplements and clean supplements being um, doing the heavy metal detox smoothie daily and amping up the greens. Like that also something where I noticed like eating a lot of spinach because I was also low iron and anemic. And uh, since then also low blood pressure is gone. I just noticed like, oh, wow, I'm not having any low blood pressure anymore. I'm not really like anemic anymore. Like I used to. And and I think it has had to do a lot with increasing my green. Your greens. Yeah. That's amazing. I think that's such a big part that when you first start out on this journey, it may not be the biggest focus for people, but I feel like a lot of people I talk to as they dig deeper, they know that they need more greens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so where does your health stand now after all of this amazing progress? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling very, really good. Of course, I have my like a few setbacks now and then, like I'm still in, in my healing, but I did a, like a huge shift in my energy wise. I can work eight hours and can do yoga after that. I can meet my friends. I have now also like the energy to follow my passion and start teaching yoga. Wonderful. And I, this is something I could never imagine that I could do. Like for me it was okay. I'm just going to go to work and that's it. That's my life. 
And right. You had said earlier, you would go to yeah. work, you would come home from work and you would basically fall asleep during dinner and have to nap for three hours before you could even get up to get ready for bed. Yeah. Yeah. This is so and, amazing. And for me, like I'm starting, like starting to have this connection back to my body, which I noticed like doing yoga and all this healing path that I've been going through. And it's like, I kind of like lost the connection to my body, the love for it. The, you know, you get so, you don't understand what's going on. And, mm-hmm. and for me, it was one of the a huge healing step, like getting to back in my love, self-love. Right. And, I think when, for me at least, when I was really letting other people dictate how I was treating my body with medical interventions and anything else, I felt very disconnected from that process. This is what your comments are bringing up for me because it really did disconnect me from understanding what was going on with my body, but also taking full responsibility for it. And so, yes, the deeper connection, and I don't know if this is the same for you, taking that responsibility back and understanding what's really happening with my body and connecting with it in that way is it's a spiritual journey almost. Right. Yeah. Is that, totally. is it, I don't know if that helps put what yes. you're thinking into words, but yes, totally. I, yeah. It's like really like appreciating everything what my my body did for me, especially after reading liver rescue where he explains what the liver, oh my gosh, is doing every day and really connecting to that feeling of, yes, I feel you, I feel your your pain and I'm not trying to push you away or say like, why are my genes bad or why am am I having this faulty body? No, I hear you. I understand you now. And this, like getting in touch with it, and this is something also with what yoga helped me a lot, like you know, to fill my body really it healed me spiritually, like so much. And a lot of also like emotions or past traumas. I just really feel like I've kind of resolved them. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know if I can really put that. It's really hard to see like how I feel about this. I understand. But, um, but it's um something I really start to enjoy. And I was not, you know, when you, haven't really enjoyed that being in your body, in your body. And now you just finally like, see, like after all these years, yes, I love you. I love myself. You're perfect. Just the way you are with every little fat or this and that gray hair wrinkles coming up. Yeah. It's wonderful. I, I was laughing with somebody the other day because she asked me, do you talk to your liver? I said, I absolutely talk to my liver. <laughs> I put my hands on it. We have a whole conversation. I tell how much I love it. Cause especially to mm-hmm. your point after reading liver rescue, it's like, oh my God, I've put you through so many things and I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to stop doing that. Like I sit and drink my lemon water. I have lemon water with me here right now. Yes. That's for you. It's to help you rinse out all the bad things that I did to you. And I'm not going to do those bad things anymore. Yes. <laughs> So in terms of the symptoms that you had been feeling before, so you had had this all over body pain, is that gone? So I just have it now and then. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that, especially like, okay, because like now, since I don't have had it for a while and then when it comes back, I notice the difference. 
and but it's not as intense as as it used to be. I just okay. had recently like a sh- I think a shingles flare. I think what I, I had some sciatica pain again, and I noticed oh okay, kind of like pain that I was familiar with, but it was not that intense and not as long as it used to. And um, now I know what I what to do. I got the tools in my hand. And usually when something like that comes up, I do like a cleanse, like a, like the original 369 helps me a lot with it. Mm-hmm. And after a few days, I feel like, okay, I'm um, getting back to normal. But, they are an amazing tool, aren't they? That you can, it, yeah. I always think I can always just whip a 369 out of my pocket, you know, <laughs> in a week and a half, I can clear up a lot. <laughs> yes, totally. Absolutely. But besides that, I don't have much things anymore. Really, I think like my depression is gone. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I still have like some low phases, but they're not as intense as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And but I'm, what I'm working now is what was coming up is bulimia again that I didn't have for so many years. But once I'm getting more clean and also with the food, like a lot of food addiction I, I used to have. So the more cleaner I eat, the addictions are coming out like this, like the patterns where I try to kind of compensate. And this is something I'm still kind of working on. But every time like I do a cleanse, I feel like it's less intense and I'm getting special like gluten was some a big issue for me and which triggered a lot of emotions. Yeah. And medical medium says, as we're doing these cleanses, you can cleanse out adrenaline and it can bring back the emotions that were tied to that adrenaline when your body produced it. And so I wonder if some of that is. Yeah, it's resonates because it's definitely kind like after I did uh, the uh, advanced cleanse, that's Mm -hmm. when I was kind of coming up again. And a lot of emotions and that that kind of like felt familiar. And I also felt like, yeah, um, this is some some really deep stuff I'm like kind of releasing right now. Right. But you recognize it as something that you were releasing. Yes. Yes. Rather than something like. Yes, it wasn't it wasn't something like that didn't cause me to. The, the, the need or or the feeling oh I want to eat so much right now and then purge it was like the emotions all of a sudden the emotions were there and I was like oh gosh these are so familiar where are they coming from and because like it always happened after did you stay the last day oh day nine yeah after day nine and just after that a couple of days and then they were it was winding off and I had that <sighs> after Three times I did the advanced three times, mm-hmm. advanced cleanse three times, and every time it was the same. I was all fine till day nine, and then after day nine, all these emotions were coming, and I'm, and I realized I'm detoxing still. Like actually, after day nine, or maybe more for more than a week still, because mm-hmm. I'm still. I mean, those cleanses to- are powerful, right? Yeah. And it, the detox does not stop after day nine at all. No, definitely. But what I started to do now is maybe. Um, taking a little step back and do now actually I'm right now on day seven of original three, six, nine. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. And I'm about to, to start simplified, which I've never done, oh. but to oh, your point, nice. I did a bunch of advanced yeah. and I want to dial it back mm-hmm. and do one of the lower level ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I, th- I feel like 
this is really, they are still so powerful, even if it's simplified or original. We don't always have to go to advanced. You know, yes. sometimes I feel like my ego also wants to be, oh yeah, you got to do the advanced, but no, I don't need to do the advanced right now. My ego is exactly the same way. And the thing is, I know I'm ready for a cleanse, but I'm, I just, I did so many advanced last year that I'm just not ready for that intensity. Mm-hmm. I want something that's a little easier, but I want a cleanse. Yeah. Meldum, your story is just so inspiring. And I'm so glad we've been able to have this conversation. I have one more question for you. If you were talking to somebody who is just starting out on this path, what would be your advice for them? To believe in them, to definitely believe that they can make a difference, that they can heal, that actually everything is there for them ready. Just they need to go ahead and grab it and and, and claim their right to heal and claim back their empowerment. Yes. That's so beautiful. And for that, what do you think their first step should be? Celery juice. Definitely. Celery juice. It's the first step. And then starting one by one, cleaning out the clean, uh, the no foods. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I'm so grateful that we got to connect in this way. Thank goodness for the, you know, the social media, which we can view that good or bad some days, but there are some times when it really is such a blessing. And for me, this has been one of them. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Thank you so much for having me and for giving me a voice and also like listening to my story. And it's been such a pleasure. So if people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? On Instagram, it's Rise with Melton. It's R I S E with M E L T E M. Yeah. And I'm really happy to connect with you on there. Perfect. I'm so excited. Thank you again for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Show notes for this episode, episode 30, are available on my website at carefullyhealing.com. If you'd like to find me on social media, I'm on Facebook at Carefully Healing and on Instagram at Carefully Healing with Kirsten, which is K-E-R-S-T-I-N. Join me next week when my guest is Kelly McConnell, and we're going to talk about her moving health journey, which involved breast implant illness. So please hit subscribe now so that you don't miss this important episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean?
So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com. <laughs> 